What's up, everybody? This is Keegs from Here's a Podcast. Very happy now. Welcome to episode 76. Just a quick heads up. We will not be putting out an episode next week. I'm moving. I won't be able to record. So the next you'll hear from us will be September 1st, maybe August 31st. In the meantime, today's episode is super fun. We hope you enjoy it. We're talking big red. We're talking bucket lists and inappropriate usage of that term. We're talking spoiled milk. We're talking nerd keeks. It'll be a blast. Follow us on Instagram. Enjoy the episode. Enjoy the pod. What's up? It's Nick. It's Keegs. It's Here's a Podcast. You're happy now. Your favorite podcast about everything and nothing. Nick recording from Brooklyn. Keegan, myself, and I recording from Essence Park, Colorado. Welcome to episode 76. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm good. The real question is, how are you doing? You started low on that, on the energy for the intro, and then you picked it back up. Picked it back but up. I remembered. So I, I've had a tough weekend. You're uh, legally not my best self. You got to tell us about it. I'm not You're my tired. best self. I, I did a lot of drinking this weekend, and... You know, I've had a couple beers over my time up here. You know, Aunt showed up with a growler, and then I, she'd shout at me, "Hey, I'm gonna start drinking," and I'd be like, "All right, I'll have a beer." You know, it's one of those things where it's like, "Is this this is a gift?" So I have to do it. And then I'd you know go on a run the next day, and I'd be more out of breath than usual. You know, heart rate would be two sixteen to two fifteen type thing, and I'd be uh, and I'd be like, "Wow, oh, fuck, I must be hungover." And then I woke up yesterday and I was like, no, 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 no. This is what being hungover is like. I haven't felt it in maybe a year, but this is what it feels like. And it's awful. It is awful. I forgot what the darkness was like. And it's yeah. terrible. There's no mistaking it. It's a dark, profound, deep evil. It's funny because I deserve now, it. Now that we're like in quarantine, I have not partied at all, but I've gotten drunk for sure. And mm. I've never gotten drunk with the combo of not sleeping. So like I wake up feeling bad, but you know, I haven't had one of those ones where it's like, Oh, you only slept three hours and also you're hammered and how terrible that feels. How terrible. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, my condolences to you and yours. Thanks for the hangover. Thanks. I, also, nursing. I also made it back to the house today. Um, and puppy was here. I'm still hungover puppy has this thing where it likes to it it's like gains comfort early so you know it like chews on lots of toys he falls asleep chewing on table legs and shit like it's really awesome and so he was kind of just resting with my hand in his mouth and he just threw up he just fucking <laughs> vomited on me dude we had such a week of pets vomiting then because my cat vomited five times in a day yeah it's like i didn't i didn't gross breed you you know i didn't support the the domestication of your entire species for you to just vomit on me yeah no especially when my hands in your mouth you know he's eating shit it's been awful so it's it's been tough uh let's let's hit schedule before we get into anything else we're doing a pod obviously today that you're listening to you're welcome we're taking next week off because i am moving we'll be back the week after that with better internet much better internet more stuff to talk about that next episode that we come back so it's going to be episode 77 which is coming out in two weeks we want that to be a user-driven episode. So we want voicemails about anything and everything. It's been a while since we've done this where we've just reached out to everyone. The lines are open. So if you've got our numbers, call us, text us, DM us. If you've got an idea and you don't know if you want it on the pod, hit us up. We can talk about how you want to proceed with it. If you just want to fly off the handle, fly off the, fly off the freaking handle, man. So we're, we're going to pitch that nonstop. We'd love you to. If you're thinking about it, just do it. And if you decided not to do it, just do it. 
And we're gonna yeah, we're gonna hit you up if you're listening to this probably and make you do it. So Yeah, exactly. You might exactly. as well preempt it's, us. This is this is classic your first period English class in high school. Okay. Teacher asks for volunteers. If you don't raise your hand, she's gonna cold call you. And I'm her. I'm gonna cold call the shit out of you. You don't want that. Yeah, it's always my that. that's always my strategy. This is this is a real obvious look into my personality. I never let that happen in class at work. Never any like team building thing where someone's like, uh, who's does anyone want to volunteer? I always go first. Better to go first and be brave and then you know have people be like, Well, he's an idiot, but he was brave. They're like, Wow, Nick's so brave to have been so dumb and to raise his hand. A hundred percent. I was on a big Zoom meeting the other day at work. I had to read a poem out to like eighty people. Someone was like, Does anyone want to read this poem? The fact that that was going on at work is absurd, but no one was I was like, Yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. Everyone will remember my name. He's the guy who read the poem. Yeah, legend. That's, yeah. A, that's a, you know, that's Achilles. That's Achilles. Live a short, violent life and be remembered for forever. Or that's me. You know, live forever in anonymity. You chose the former. Always raise your hand first. Don't ever get called on again. Please raise your hand first. Yeah. I cut you off. Sorry. Yes, you did. I have it in my brain this week. I want to get it out of the way real quick. Do it. Uh, when I was living in Texas, Nick, are you familiar with, the, with Big Red? The chewing gum? Yeah. Yo, yeah. If you don't chew Big Red, do you, fuck you. What do you think? Okay, you like Big Red? I actually do like Big Red. Yeah, I oh mean, I haven't, God, I haven't had a piece of. Big, I don't think I've had a piece of Big Red since I was ten. It's not a gum let's I've be, ever chosen. Yeah. Okay, so let's be clear about this. I'm about to say some terrible things about Big Red and the people who consume Big Red, and I'm officially lumping in Nick with all of those people. So go Nick, for it. Just pretend I'm just speaking to you directly that there's no one else listening. That's how I do it and every that week. That we've met in a dark alley. <laughs> So I'll just start off gently. Big Red is for trash people. I mean, it is, it's like a, if cinnamon could be a war crime, it would be in the form of Big Red. I'm positive if you put a piece of Big Red gum in a glass of water with a metal fork, the next of the fork will be gone. It's just, there's no way that Big Red is, not even isn't good for you. I know it's not good for you. There's no way that Big Red isn't actively destroying your taste buds. With my opinion on Big Red aside, in Texas, there's a brand of soda called Big Red. Nick. What flavor do you think Big Red is? That soda. Cinnamon soda? Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. And I spent my year. They'd only have, they don't not only have the soda, they have cake. And I just got to the point every day I'd, I'd go to HEB and I'd look at these fucking people with Big Red soda and Big Red cake. And I'd be like, there's something so deeply and intensely and profoundly wrong and broken with these people to want to consume this. Like how can you be in a state of barbecue and great Mexican food and, you know, Tex-Mex and, you know, all this other stuff, you know, Shiner Bach, all this great shit that you've got going on. And you, you still, we, we critique Texans for a lot of things. Yep. Their taste in food, their appetites. Queso. Not one of them. It's not something we question about them. So the fact that barbecue. those people consume big red soda and cake is like, maybe they, maybe we lost the Alamo, you know? Yeah, maybe we lost the in my brain part of this, which has blown my mind. So I was talking to a friend who's from Texas this weekend. Found it the big red soda, big red cake, cherry flavored. Huh? Not cinnamon. Not cinnamon. Well, a cherry soda I actually enjoy very much. I love cherry. I I screwed the pooch. Funny expression, by the way. Screwed the pooch. It is. We'll dive into that in in a future episode. I love cherry. I love cherry soda. I would love a cherry cake. What is the marketing ploy there 
on having the same fucking name. I can't be the first one who have thought that it's cinnamon. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're just, they must just be drafting off the idea that people like Big Red Gum enough, but that, that it, seems, it seems completely counterintuitive. I don't understand it. Why would you, but that's the thing, is like, I'm looking it's it not up. only Big Red Gum anymore, it's now Fireball, it has a very Big Red taste. Ugh, yeah. So why would you want to drink a soda that tastes like Fireball? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on BigRed.com, the soda. Yeah. Uh, the sentence starts with recognizes the number one selling red soda. <laughs> Does that mean like the color of the actual soda? Because I'll let you know, there is another soda company with the brand color that is red that is a pretty big seller in Coca-Cola. I don't think you're a bigger, I don't think you own the color red. I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to submit both of our names for the position of marketing director of Big Red Soda because whatever you're doing, is not working. You could be, you couldn't, you could be beyond just Texas if you weren't the biggest fucking idiot in the world. If your whole marketing wasn't just that your soda's red. We gotta, sorry, we have to stay on this for one more second because please, we're going, we are, this is now gonna be a pod storyline because we're gonna get in touch with these guys. I think we should because we gotta figure it out. We gotta ask the question. But I'm on the contact us page of bigred.com. Get in touch and their social handles and then a write up. Mm-hmm. The write-up starts, Big Red has become aware of a car wrap scam being perpetrated against many food and beverage companies, including Big Red. Big Red does Uh-oh. not have a car wrap program. <laughs> the mechanics of the scam are detailed by the Federal Trade Commission here. Big Red encourages anyone who's been contacted by these third parties purporting to be Big Red to file a complaint with the FBI's Internet Crime Complaint Center here. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> They've been hacked. The, the 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 best-selling red soda has been hacked it's really yeah it's... this is insane so i guess you're right this was oh, started in my yeah. brain we're gonna have to do some more we're gonna have to do some more research on this because it blew my mind but it really just seems like they're they don't really know what they're doing oh man dude yeah we're going we're gonna go deep on this scam hell yeah this is awesome hell yeah in my quick desk research i'll say the other surprising thing is that big red gum is marketed as like a breath freshener. Wouldn't you be really surprised if you were like dance floor making out with someone who really tasted like cinnamon, not mint? Yeah. I'd be like, am I making out with an eight-year-old? Yeah, I wouldn't I'd like that I'd be terrified. That'd be terrible. I th- this is coming back to me. Like maybe this happened once. Really? Maybe. Uh, you have, I just, you... for some reason, I, the being surprised by a gum flavor is fresh in my mind, you know? Yeah. It hasn't been recently, that's for sure. I I agree. I have you you are a kinesthetic learner, you know. I have no sensory memories like that. I can't remember tastes or you have no sense of taste. I have no sense of taste. Yeah. Um that was a great in my brain. Got me got me the wheels are turning. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the wheels are turning. So actually this is we are having a call in episode, obviously, as we talked about in two weeks. If you I want to know a couple of things. One, if you have any information about Big Red, the gum, or the soda, or the cake, please reach out to us. We want to speak to you desperately. Yep. If you work for Big Red, reach out to us. If you consume Big Red gum before going out, reach out to us. Anything you have to do with Big Red, I want to know about it. I want to know about it. Keeks, do you want to go into some of the uh, blog stories from the week? Oh, yeah. We had some crazy blog stories this week. If you guys haven't checked out the blog, go ahead and do it. It's heresablog.com. Super easy. I own that domain. One day it will make me rich. It, all it's going to take is I'm behind on rent one month, and I'm going to just have to sell it. Yeah. Well. So, again, every day is a miracle. So we had some crazy stories this week. 
We got a dump truck that just ran into a sign. Officials didn't know what happened. It was pretty obvious. We got a lady finding pythons in the laundry. We've got a woman who took marijuana and Adderall on a plane, which was an insane move. We've got CNN making dumb observations. We've got a rogue turkey in Oakland. A lot of things going down this week, guys. So if you are curious about anything that I just said, if it piqued your interest, if you got a little chubby with it, check out here'sablog.com. Especially if you're missing us next week where you're like, well, fuck, there's no podcast. I don't know what's happening in the world. I don't want to listen to the daily because it's boring. Go to here'sablog.com because that thing's going to be fuck up Fuck you, running. Michael Barbaro. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about two stories this week that were, that were just at the top of my list. Both Friday blogs both came up at the very end of the week. And they were fantastic. First one we're going to touch on. We've got a North Carolina congressman who got in trouble for basically, he got in trouble for an Instagram post. I think it was earlier this year, he went to visit the Eagle's Nest in Germany. So this is Hitler's final stronghold where he eventually capped himself in the head, um, marking the end of World War II. And congressman basically posted, you know, hey, I had a great time visiting the final, you know, resting place of the Führer. Um, this was definitely one off my bucket list. People weren't psyched about that. So I think we just got to dive into, I was writing the blog on it and I was like, this is, it's just kind of hard to dive into just with the written word because what really the issue here is just an extreme lapse in judgment in terms of semantic, maybe lapse in judgment or maybe just well, moment <laughs> of truth in terms of the term bucket list and so on. We want to dive into that. First of all, I'll just say that the only people who call Hitler the Fuhrer are Nazis. So right <laughs> off the bat, true. right off the bat, I would avoid ever referring to the Supreme Leader as a Fuhrer. You can call him anything else, really. You can call him Hitler. You can call him the douchebag with a little mustache. Anything. The bad artist from Austria. But the Fuhrer, I would I would refrain from. I think we're past. We're officially past. Here's a podcast. You're happy now. Official statement. We're past acceptable. The shelf life of Fuhrer has expired. It expired. Yeah. You know, probably immediately when he killed himself, it was over. It was it was expired before that. <laughs> You're likely right. <laughs> yeah. So next, bucket list is just. I think I know. Again, we were talking about this. I think I know what he was trying to say. Maybe not. Like I, I could be really. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt here, but it's up in the air as to whether he is. I I feel like we can move forward with. We're giving him the benefit of the doubt that he's not a Nazi. Right. I'm not saying that's deserved. Option one, but... he's a Nazi. Yeah, right. We've laid it out there. That We've explains why there. he was so psyched to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no mystery if he's a Nazi why this was on his bucket list. It makes a lot but of sense, But in the case actually. that he's not a Nazi. Yeah. If you were a Nazi, I bet it would be pretty cool to go to the Eagle's Nest. Yeah, it's, it's, right. it's probably up there. Case one. Case two, we're giving him the benefit of the doubt. His whole argument was, you know, I wanted to be in a place... There was this dichotomy between, like, the Allies won, they celebrated here. This was, it was so funny to be having this great time with my brother in the same place where these masterminds, you know, plotted the death of millions and millions of people. Which, again, like, kind of rationally makes sense in, like, in one way. But it just, it removes all, like, any subjectivity at all from it. Where it's like, it's actually not cool that you guys are having a great time because, like, that's bad. We've all agreed that's that's a bad thing, you know? Like, we've we've gotten to the point in society where we've just agreed that he's a douchebag. He has zero redeemable qualities. No one's out here, like, talking about the fact that, like, well, oh, well, yeah, yeah Hitler was a really bad guy, but he was a really good chef. Well, 
there is always the occasional person who is who says something. I think Erica Badu, being the most recent one I can remember, who great like artist. was like every person has multiple sides. Then Hitler was a great painter, and you're like, God damn it! Just you, who cares? That was a pod story. <laughs> that was an early pod story. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're like, who fucking cares? somehow that still comes up? How can that still be coming? There up? There just are so many people to praise in the history of the world. Right now, there's a million people you could praise for different reasons right now. Yeah. But you could talk about complexity and, you know, unexpected things that, you know, came out from interviewing them or things we didn't expect. Like, there's, we could just cross this one guy off the list in terms of guys we're going to compliment. I don't know. 100%. It doesn't seem like too high of a bar. It seems pretty reasonable. I would agree. We just have to clear up the, ter- the use of the term bucket list. Mm-hmm. Like, bucket list is, is reserved for... And this is where I found I had trouble really being super clear, like really having clarity in terms of the difference, like when we use bucket list and when we don't, you know? Like, I guess bucket list to me is something that I cannot live without. Where it's like, if I die without doing this, that is a huge bummer. Yeah. Like, I will not have lived my life to its fullest if I've died without doing this thing. Which is why... It's super weird to be like, I would die if I didn't make it to the Eagle's Nest. If I died not making it there, I would want to redo. I'd want a full redo. I started at day zero. Risk everything just to be able to go to the Eagle's Nest. That's super weird. But also just to like, to just to have one very specific place like that. If you were like, my bucket list is that I want to visit every historically significant site from World War II because I'm that much of a history buff. It's like, all right, that's something. But if you're just like, yeah, no, I just want to check out the Nazi places. You're like, well, <laughs> sounds like maybe there's a slant to that that's that's unsavory. Yeah. Right. Because, well, yeah. If you're a congressman, I, no. If you're a person who's read a history book, who's graduated from high school, who's seen Schindler's List or A Beautiful Life or played Call of Duty, World at War, I, like if you've consumed any fucking media, if you haven't lived under a rock. If you've ever met a, a dad. It's not a good look to be a Hitler guy. So when you're dealing with things that involve Hitler, there should be an extra level of precaution taken to make sure that you do not appear like you're a Hitler guy. We've all had that moment where someone's like, yeah, I read Mein Kampf. It's actually pretty good. And you're like, hold on. Yeah, give us some more nuance to that statement, Right, exactly. So (laughs) Fuhrer, right? That's a big Hitler guy warning. We don't like that. Two, if you don't want to seem like a Hitler guy, I think you nailed it on the, you hit the nail on the head. It's like, visit visit sites that lead up to the eagle's nest. Make it clear that you're there for the history and not for the guy. This dude's also only 25. He's a, he's he's a candidate. He's super young. He's not, I don't, he is. Oh, a, he's a uh, candidate? He's a candidate. Occupation, real estate investor. 25. It doesn't, doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. And this is just, I'll give some very general advice. Because the other, like, the, his angle that is kind of hidden in this post, again, if we're giving the benefit of the doubt, is, like, when it comes down to it, if it's on your bucket list, if this is, if it's this amazing to go to a place that has such, like, an incredibly tragic, heavy aura, you have to be one of those guys who's, like, well, history, you just have to look at it completely objectively, you know? If I want to be a Nazi war reenactor, I should be able to be a Nazi war reenactor because that's like we should be able to look back on history and how we'll be able to learn from it if we're not being objective. And I, I'll give in. Will I catch shit for this? I hope so. 
It, you're a piece of shit if you think that. It's, that's the dumbest fucking argument in the world. There's just some, you know, if and if we have to say that World War II is the only, is the only historical event that we look at completely subjectively, then so be it. Because I can't look think at of everything event is looked at sub- subjectively, baby. Like, come on. It, it just, well, I mean, like you could, you know, like with 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 a number of conflicts. Like we're not talking the War of eighteen twelve. Like we're not like, well, Britain wanted this and they needed to do this to get that, and you know, the United States wanted to do this and they had to, and Canada got stuck in the middle. Like, there's no real arguing that for Germany in World War II. I'm so sorry. It's but, like I mean, pretty the much Germans like... have done an excellent job, <laughs> you know, moving on and saying that we can't argue, we can't argue for ourselves here. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't, it's a bad look to like have Germany be like, yeah, we really fucked up. Yeah. And have horrible. a U.S. candidate be like, I mean, I don't know. Like, if you think about how cool the eagle's nest is, it's pretty sweet to visit. You can be awed by a moment, by a, a, a place, but being like, this is, I had to, I had to get there. This is bucket list for me. Great Wall of China, eh, secondary to the Eagle's Nest. <laughs> gotta get to the Eagle's Nest first. It's like, all right, you've got some weird priorities, yeah. man. Right. I think if you, if you look at this post, every mistake he could have made in terms of how do I want to get misconstrued as a Nazi, he made. Which, yeah. again, going back to point one. If the simplest possibility is most often the most likely possibility, we've got option one. We've got option one. Here's the thing, though. My final take on this is just if if I'm taking what everything you're saying to be true, that you're there because it was, you know, you chose that to be the place that was symbolic of the Allied victory, which is ridiculous because the Russians got, let's be speaker, the Russians got there first. Why not just fucking take a shit on the porch? <laughs> Like that accomplishes. I'm not kidding. That accomplishes everything. This if I'll if this guy had posted a picture of him up against the wall of the eagle's nest taking a piss. Yeah, he probably he probably win. He'd win. You're accomplishing everything. What do you think the allies did when they got to the eagle's nest? Probably peed and pooped. They probably peed and pooped on it. They were probably like fuck peed this. Pooped on it. They probably peed and pooped on it. They were like, this is the first thing we're gonna do. We're gonna take a real dookie on the porch of the eagle's nest. It does everything. So it, it it's an homage to the allies. You're appealing to your base. They they all should hate Hitler. You're funny. You're reaching out to the 18 to 34 crowd. Get them involved. Yeah. They like pee poop stuff. Veterans, they're like, "Oh man, this guy, this guy pissed on the eagle's nest. That's awesome." Cuz nobody here is like, "Hey, that's a historical you need to preserve that." Maybe someone yeah. is. Probably not friends. I'm sure that someone guy. is. But but you're right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think you've got some political consultant keys in here, which is you know, if you're running as a Republican in North Carolina. It's pretty. I hope here's, to, here, I here's a foolproof <laughs> issue for you to run on, which is that you hate Nazis yeah. and love well, World War Two. Well, I guess I hope that's foolproof. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. But I mean, we can get all into that. That at least pretending that you hate Nazis is probably still foolproof. Yes, I think you know? still the best bet is to put on the face. A strong Nazi-hating face, I think, goes a long way. Especially <laughs> I think when that's, it's like... That's, that's political rule number one. <laughs> I think it's also like... Put we're not calling Nazi. anyone a Nazi who is not, a, who is not like legitimately... In, like we're actually refer... We're not looking at people's views and being like, well, those people are Nazis. We're actually talking about real Nazis. Oh, yeah, like for the, sure. The, the, we're talking about actually the original Nazi. The first. Yeah, the... 
this isn't, you know, just throwing around the term. This is he right. went and visited, you know, Mr. Nazi. We're not connecting any dots. We're just saying you should probably hate the first person who is a Nazi. Well, it's not, you know, we've already said Nazi so many times I feel uncomfortable. And, you know, yeah. you know, we should keep following, uh, you know, Mr. It will follow his election. Campaign. We'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll reach out to him. He's only 25, so he's got a, a long political history in front of him if he can get out from underneath this Nazi Instagram thing. Yeah, he's in our base. Yeah, if he can get past the fact that he maybe loved Hitler, he'll be fine. Yeah, he's got a bright future. <laughs> Next story. <laughs> Next story we've got is officials in Iowa noticed that there was a stream that was suddenly had turned white and the fish were all gasping for air. And they basically found out that an employee from a high V, which is not an establishment I have ever shopped at or seen. High V? How do you spell that? High V. It's H Y hyphen V E E, I think. <laughs> and it's a supermarket chain. It basically, as we know, huge storm front hit the med uh, the Midwest, and power went out at this high V. Eight hundred gallons of milk went bad, and a high V employee put their hand up volunteered for the job of disposing this milk and they poured it down a storm drain they poured 800 gallons of milk down a storm drain and <laughs> that was taking so long <laughs> exactly and it it has now it appears that none of the fish have died yet but they are struggling heavily because it's it's over this stream is now full of 800 gallons of spoiled milk and a few things came to mind when i thought about the story and the first one is you nailed it i'm not someone who is i have often let a gallon of milk go bad. Not proud of it. Not a big food waster. But sometimes you just eat less cereal than you think you're going to eat. It takes so fucking long to pour out a gallon of, gallon of milk. And you're yeah. like, okay. If I turn it more, do I squeeze it? And it's just consist- it's consistently like you're like, holy fuck, there's more milk in here than I thought. Can you imagine it? Times 800? That was even my first comment on the story. Is like, I can't fathom what, like... Like, how many supermarket fridges would that fill up? 800 gallons of milk. I didn't think that supermarkets kept 800 gallons of milk at a time. But then at the same time, I feel like 800... This is just how hard it is to visualize numbers for me. Like, that seems like so much milk. But at the same time, like, well, 800 gallons shouldn't destroy a, a storm drain, right? Like, at any moment in Brooklyn, are there not hundreds of gallons of milk going down the drain? Well, I don't how think they're all, going into a stream. How does it all add up? I guess they're not going to a stream. You're right. We don't shit in the storm drain. No, that's true. We don't. But it, I guess it just goes you, to the water treatment If you're plant. shitting in the storm drain, you need to stop. You yeah, must stop shitting in the storm drain. Just trying to get the it clown, you know? <laughs> but so, yeah, there's a couple of things that have popped into my head with this where, one, I think I would pay an unfathomable amount of money to see video of this one high V employee just pouring gallon of milk after gallon of milk into a storm drain because like that's how it had to go we're not keeping milk oh, yeah. vats they don't come in milk in giant milk gasoline trucks it, it was just this guy had 800 probably a truckload of spoiled gallons of milk and this person had to just i don't know if it was a man or woman they had to just pour it down this fucking drain and i to be honest we've had a i would not have done this of the week segment before i think we're doing a, i probably would have done the same thing segment of the week because I never think about where the storm drain goes. I have no concept of where the storm drain goes. So if you tell me that pouring 800 gallons of spoiled milk is going to wipe out an ecosystem, I believe you. But if, I'm, if I've am if i been tasked by my manager to get rid of this truckload of spoiled milk and I'm next to a storm drain, 
I'm probably going to pour it all down the storm drain with just no concept of where the fuck it's going in the first place. I yeah, get I mean, it. that's, I get it too. Although I think at some point I would have been just like, we got a dumpster, eh, it's 800 gallons. You can't fit that in a dumpster, I guess. I guess like I'm going to throw this is, out. It is an absurd amount of milk. Did they have like a like a whole moving like like did they have a truck that they transported that in? There's there's a lot of thoughts. Been. There there are many moments where you could have turned back, or could have well, thought I mean, of something like, else, and you still it's went like for that. The so whale it's like in the dumpster. At any yeah. point when they were putting the whale in the dumpster, they could have been like, "This whale shouldn't go in a dumpster." And three hundred gallons of milk in, the guy could have been like, "Well, this is way more milk than I thought. I probably should stop <laughs> pouring it into more. a storm drain. I don't know where it's going." You know, it's 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 tough. It's tough. You know, because I, so many times in that moment, you, you make a decision that then you just can't go back on. And the difference is like, if I, I mean, I think about if I were making a mistake and I poured a gallon of milk in something where I'm like, fuck, suddenly, you know, like if I take a shit in a clogged toilet, oh man, I really just fucked it up. This is going to be messy. You know? Yeah. I wish I'd done, I wish I'd done my research before shitting in this clogged toilet. God, I hate that. The difference there is I'm taking one shit as opposed to 800 shits in a clogged toilet. Right. You know? And then saying, I hope their septic system can handle this. <laughs> 800 right. Someone shits. will unclog this at some point, you know? Yeah, it's not good. Nature will unclog this at some point is Nature. really what they're saying, too. They're like, oh, I guess the stream will handle this. Right. The stream right. won't handle that. I just the don't know where storm drains go. I don't know. I think that storm drains just go into, like, culverts. They just go, like... I don't well, know, I don't what, know your, what your childhood was like. We would climb through culverts all the fucking time. I don't even know what words you're using. Culvert. It's like a... It's like a pipe that's underneath a road. In like Twister cool. Three, they they hide in one. So it's a pipe yeah, that, that goes. Re- that reference doesn't help me at all. <laughs> it's a <laughs> pipe that goes underneath. It's like a. It it's always sometimes it's way bigger than that, but sometimes it's a oh, small. Oh, I like, see. Yeah, and you guys would climb around on them. Oh yeah. Not afraid of raccoons. No, I wasn't afraid of raccoons until way later in life. That's fair. I've sort of always been afraid of raccoons. I get, I see what they are. Yeah, these are big. I mean, they'd be fun to crawl in, but yeah, no, I wouldn't. I, they just yeah. But I, think I guess I had more belief that storm drains went somewhere like reasonable. Well, what are storm just, drains for? Run off the road, right? Like rain, storms. So they're just for storms. storms. Yeah. So we don't flood. So I just assume they go to the rivers. Spin zone on this though. Big I hope they zone. wouldn't. But keep going. I don't remember very much from what I learned in high school, but one thing I do remember is that the groundwater cycle, basically everything we put in the ground ends up in a river. So by that logic, he kind of, this employee saved, I'm just calling him a him. I'm going to, congratulations. You've been assigned a gender by me. Uh, I'm assuming he saved, he saved the ground animals. It was already going to end up in the river. The fish were fucked. There's a there's a family there's an ecosystem full of squirrels out there that aren't drowning in in milk curds. In spoiled milk. That's fair. Yeah. You know. But many small fish and minnows are dead. Yes. Rest in peace. Not, well, maybe not yet, highly. but they're on their way. I can't imagine that's good for them. No. 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 Yeah. If you Google it, the uh, most of the headlines are 800 gallons of milk spark fish kill. Yeah. They For some reason, out, they, they wiped out fish <laughs> first. They wiped out all entire, the articles. Well, that's fish the thing. Kill. So, and to back to the 800 gallons thing, it's like if I pour 800 gallons of spoiled milk in the ocean, that's a, that's a natural disaster. Right. That's that's not good there either. So in the small, like, stream bed? Yeah, I mean... Wreak havoc. Four, not great. Four-mile stream in Iowa. 
<laughs> Let's not do that again. <laughs> Let's yeah. not do that again. Can you imagine how bad that stream smells? Well, I, I can only imagine. I guess, like, it's white, so they must have noticed it. But I'm sure someone walked by and was like, it smells bad here. Yeah. It's not getting any less spoiled. Yeah. No, I mean, like, But it's also, to be fair, like, spoiled milk, yeah, we pour, we pour milk down our drain. But that's just got to go somewhere different. That's got to go to a place that already stinks. I guess that goes to the sewer, which goes to a water treatment plant and then gets spit out into the ocean. I mean, in this country, yes. I don't in Brazil. Yeah. I don't think it is, but it's fair. Yeah. Did you ever go to the water treatment plant as a kid? That was a yeah. Field hell yeah. They love that in cool. Vermont. Yeah. They're like we turn your poop into plants. So yeah, those are our stories for the week. If Good you like stories. that, if you want more of that, here's a blog.com. We'll follow up. We'll try to we'll try to keep an eye on our on our Republican congressman's uh, election, and we'll. Keep our eyes open for any more milk dumpings. We get an update Keegs. on that case. Keegs, what's next? We are wrapping up this episode with a brief nerd Keegs. We're doing a pretty simple this one. We're not doing a deep dive. We're not doing anything anything too crazy. We're just touching on a video game I've been playing recently that is is funny for a number of reasons, both because it's a ridiculous game, but also because it's just a, it is such an accurate representation of like the most PC of video games of all time. Game oh, is I called Mordhau. M O R D H A U. Google. You can get it for thirty bucks on Steam. It's a medieval like slasher game, like medieval fighting, basically. So you you can make your character. You can make as many characters as you want. There's a million different kinds of armor and weapons you can equip them. So it, there's it's fluid. You can do duels. You can do kind of one on one action, or you can do these giant battles that have you know sixty four players on a map, so thirty two players per team all running each other on battlefields and it's pretty dynamic it's a pretty cool game um you've got kind of random like you've got catapults that just come out of nowhere you've got catapults you can build you've got all this stuff and it's pretty crazy i mean it's chaotic it's very if you've seen like kingdom of heaven where there's just masses of people fighting each other sometimes mordhau feels like that and it's super cool in that um in that way like if you were to imagine when they designed this game their mindset was let's make this the most kind of immersive medieval battlefield game we can think of. And if you know the Battlefield series, this is very similar to it. Oh. Um, what happens with any game with that's built like Mordhau, which has a very, very high skill ceiling based on the systems that are in place. There are a number of very complex systems. There's, you know, you, you've got a stamina, you've got your health, um, you can just parry an attack, you can chamber an attack, which means you... It's like uh, you start attacking as the other person's about to hit you. And so you're mm. able to block their attack and start your own attack. And you can change that attack to another attack. You can faint. So the fights are unbelievably, they can be unbelievably complex. So with any game like that, these systems are going to be abused. Like any game that does it. And that's something you see in PC games so often. Is With modding, you mean? So f- Sorry? Like with modding, or I guess you're gonna not even modding. It's 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 people who know the system so well, the way the game is designed, that they can play the game in a way which just makes it in like way more absurd than it was meant to be. You know, like at the base, what the developers built was a medieval battlefield game, where you go into combat. There's a, a complex combat system and that can you know make the battles go a different way. There's dismemberment. There's all this stuff. It's crazy. What you end up getting because people have abused the systems is you get people who are twirling around in the air and like 
spinning around as they attack you because they can make their attacks faster. And so on theory, you have one group of people who are dressed in armor and as knights and, you know, ride horses, etc. You've got another group of people that are just shirtless people just running around <laughs> with big hammers who are just, like, they're just twirling their upper bodies because it makes them impossible to hit. And they've mastered this. So it's like a game that is has a could be played so seriously, but it has just it is the perfect representation of what Reddit would be like in a video game. You've got people who are yeah, just like the- there to enjoy the experience. You've got people who take it super seriously, and then you've just got people who are there to meme the fuck out of it. And so like you'll have a whole battle going on, and there'll be a shirtless guy with a big hat on playing a loot, and he's downloaded like, you know, a, a program which basically enables him to play the final countdown on this loot. You know? <laughs> and people are dancing. And so there's a million people who are not even playing. They're just dancing to this guy in the middle of this battle. And there's all this cultural, you know, the game culture stuff of, like, if you behead the bard, it's bad luck. You, like, you leave bards alone. You know, oh the my bards God, in the amazing. game, they're safe. <laughs> so it's, you know, and, and it's it's just that it's a ridiculous game that is so frustrating to play, but it's so funny because... Like, for some people, it's just effortless. Like, they just meme it. You know, they run around with... Fr- like, you'll find someone... You'll fight someone who's a broadsword, full suit of armor, riding a horse. You know, is fighting very straight up. And then you'll just... And you'll kill him. And you'll be like, well, I'm the man. And then you'll hear someone use a voice line of like, hey, look over here! And you'll turn around, and there will be a shirtless man with no shoes, with three frying pans, who just fucking kicks the shit out of you. That's so absurd. funny. That's so funny. Um... And so, and you know, I watched this video recently, which was kind of on this note. There's a there's a streamer of this game called Giru, who Giru was a streamer who played another game called Chivalry. I think it was Swords and Horses and Warf. It was a it was a game very similar to this. Like this combat system is something that's kind of being developed more and more for medieval fighting games. It's kind of been decided like this is the best way to do it. And he entered a tournament um, through Twitch. They basically had him against other streamers, and all of the announcers were thinking, well, who's going to win this? Is it going to be a Counter-Strike streamer? Will it be will it be a Rainbow Six streamer, etc.? And the problem with those games is that they just don't have any similar systems. So this guy went into this tournament way better than anybody else. And he just played as... He just memed. He used a loot as a weapon and a frying pan as a weapon the entire game and wiped the floor with people. And when they eventually convinced him, like, hey, you actually have to take this seriously... They did a game which had a 20-minute time limit and a 3,000-point limit. And you get 100 points per kill. And he won it in five minutes because That's he killed insane. 30 people immediately. And so it's just you, but you just have these people that run around making a joke of it. And it's the most, it's just one of, it's just the perfect example of, because any PC game is is manipulated in some way. It's just people are too smart. The pro and it's the it's the allure of PC games is that there's modding, there's when you have that much control over your character, you can do things like lean your head back when you stab and lean forward so that it, it accelerates it. It's just oh my God. it's hilarious. So if it's it's and and it's a cheap game, so it's it's funny. That's Nerd Cakes. I've been it really. I played that game earlier this year for a while, um, and I've gotten back into it recently, and it's a blast. Um, so if you this is one of those things. This is like I think I'll touch on this more and more as you do more video games. The there is an essence to PC gaming which is just so it's just like gaming at its purest form. There's something to be said for the purity of a console of like that's what we grew up with. But there is something else for just 
it's you're building these machines for gaming and you're getting these games that enable so much like movement just you know they're not they're so broad in their scope in terms of things you can do there's no game like that on console so if i think you know if anyone is really likes video games you gotta think about getting a pc it's i don't i still like playing on console so like doing that but there is something for like this is at its purest form this is what people are doing you know and it's just it's ridiculous it's ridiculous there's always like those little meme things where do not behead the bard like for some reason that's so funny when like it becomes right. like this like crowdsourced joke i guess that's what a meme is but like when it's like in a game where then be- behaviors come from it that's fucking hilarious to me it's it's unbelievable. it seems like it happens so much more on pc because there's so much more flexibility right like it does and it's it's just because like on pc and i mean it's Look, you can have active Reddit communities on console, but so many games that are built for active Reddit communities are on PC because there's a whole aspect. Like, it's the same with Mordow and Reddit, as I as we talked about Escape from Tarkov on Reddit, where it's the game is so complex, there's so many systems, it can be played in so many ways, there's no real tutorial for it. So a lot of the ways that you learn things is through Reddit. And so it's just, it is the perfect place for these memes and these these rules these unspoken rules to be developed we're like in tarkov if you wiggle it's like it's a friendly wiggle if you just lean back and forth it means don't shoot me and just things like that it's like don't kill the bar don't you know don't shoot someone who's wiggling no scav on scav violence these are all things that have just were not put in place by the developers they're put in place by these communities that are super active not to say they're not incredibly toxic but it's 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 just it's it's amazing it's there's just something so fucking pure about it which is is funny because you go and like i don't mean to just shit on on warzone at all but it's like that's there's no culture warzone is such a cultureless game there's no culture that's there's uh, yeah. no culture you know it's it's what you see is what you get and you can play it a number of ways there's a very clear meta and that's what you do and i think that's what's great about mordhow is that there is a meta for sure there are things that are just way more powerful than anything else but you can be so skilled at the game that you can meme your way into victory, and that's fucking hilarious. The way, like, there's got to be, like, a whole PhD thesis, like, doctor, doctoral thesis on, like, the way, this is so not, like, a humor thing, I'm just, I think this is interesting, the way, like, the interplay between the online community then, like, gets, like, coded culturally into a game and, like, how those things spin out where, like, you learn stuff from video games that, like, you didn't see on Reddit, but you're like, I know now that, like, not to do this goofy thing, or that this means that, and, like, that just becomes its own language. That's insane. It's insane. There's no way to explain that. Like, it's just, it's so deep. It's so, it's its own cultural language that, like, gaming deserves more credit for that, because the humor in that is so funny. It is, and I think it's, it's something else that's pretty cool when you're just looking at video games as a, as a wider thing, and we don't need to get into, like, the whole Joe Rogan stance on video games or anything like that, but, I think so often people look at video games and they look at games like Fortnite and Warzone and I mean Fortnite's got a little bit of this goofiness but there I wish I could remember the name of this book that's written about people who create their their personality online and it basically goes into what you know what is how does your personality make in The Sims or in an RPG or mm-hmm. in Mordhau like how does that reflect who you are and basically what this author decided i'm gonna look it up because i can't just keep on referring to this as a nameless thing i got it okay so there's this book called the proteus paradox 
It's written by Nick Yee. And it basically talks about having the ability in an online character to reinvent yourself. And yet, what he realizes in this paradox is that you rarely do that. Like, who we create in these online worlds is just a reflection of a, of a part of us. So, look, for the people out there who are clamoring that, like, video games cause school shootings and, you know, make people be more violent, you can look at that as, well, you're, there's a part of you that's violent that you're expressing in this game. And, like, that's absolutely true. But if you're going to come out here and tell me that, like, humans don't have, like, an inherently deep, violent tendency... That's where we came from. We came from people who hunted and had to survive. Like, there's a part of that. That's why we have wars, etc. I don't need to get into this anymore. On the flip side of that, though, it's like those people who are complaining about that don't look at a game like Mordhau as the guy who's running around shirtless with a loot playing Final Countdown on his mandolin. It's amazing that you can be that, like, that you can find that goofy part of yourself and display it in a video game in that way because we think of video games as being antisocial. You know, and they're they're so not antisocial. It's a different type of social, and sometimes it's just right. social social. Yeah, right. the whole thing that happened at work the other day, and this is you can edit all this out if you want to, but like a mom was like, oh, "I got my kid an Xbox for his birthday," and like gave like the shrug, like, "I know I'm bad for doing that," and I was like, "No, like, mm-hmm. like obviously, I don't know, like, yes, do I think violent video games probably like can exacerbate violent tendencies in people? Sure." But also, so could violent movies, you know? And so could a lot of access to violence that we get today. But there is... I want to read this book, because there is something so interesting about... I've seen it in myself, like, playing Red Dead Redemption. In my head, I'll go into it being like, I'm going to be a monster. Like, I want to, like... This is a game. I just want to go in there and just be the worst possible version. And it's really hard to do. Yeah, it's It's really hard to make the evil decision. Even if you know it's all fake... You can't shoot someone's horse. It's not a real horse. <laughs> right. Who shoots a horse? Who shoots a horse? You're not going to, like, go in there and just massacre towns. You could. But, mm-hmm. like, and maybe I'm being way too, like, people are good, inherently good, which is generally my worldview, I think. But, like, I want to read this to for, to confirm that, like, yes, I do think people generally go back to the mean of who they are, revert to, like, oh, you know, like, I can't be so horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I think or, you know or I can we'll be never... so horrible. Right. Well, I think it's, you know, it's it's not something we're going to solve in, in or not you know need to solve but dive completely into one episode, but I think it's something we should keep on returning to because it is just I think I find it so fascinating that the different ways you express yourself in video games and what you get out of it. And I'm someone who like I like playing video games a lot. I use it to keep in touch with my brothers, I use it to relax, but I've never needed I've never needed video games to be social, but like I've got a younger brother who for years didn't know how to interact with the group and like what taught him how to do that was video games yeah it's was cool. like going into games and talking on a mic and talking to st- if you think about it it's an incredibly intimidating thing you're doing something which in most cases is there's tension the stakes are high you're playing a game you're playing a new game like think of it, you're playing five on five with a group of people you've never met before in the most part and they all are watching everything you do no, you're talking. If you're too. not telling me that's not a social test, like you have no fucking clue what you're talking about. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a, it's, it's all of the things that come from the benefits and the the bummers of community. So it's amazing. That was my rant. That was Nerd Keeks. That was episode seventy six. We'll touch on this more and more. Thanks so much for tuning in. We got a week off coming up. We're gonna be bummed about it.
We're going to miss you guys. You're going to miss, and you're going to miss the shit out of us. We know that already. So again, check out heresblog.com. But uh, and even if you don't check out the blog, if you don't follow us on Instagram yet, I love you to death because you support our podcast, but you're a fucking idiot. Follow us on Instagram follow at heresapodcast. Are you happy now? Because all of the content that you want to get, if you listen to this podcast, it means you somewhat enjoy what we're talking about. It means you somewhat enjoy us. That's where you're going to get the most content for us. It's from that Instagram. It's how you can reach out to us with your ideas, with your voicemails, with the things you want us to talk about. We love it. We update it often, so follow us on Instagram. Remember, you have two weeks to hit us up with your voicemails, your problems, your quarantine quarrels, your conspiracy theories, anything and everything we're going to touch on. We're going to try to bring in a guest for it. We'll see if it works out, but it's going to be amazing. So if you guys will help us out with that, we'll have a really fun episode coming up for episode 77. In the meantime, have a good week. Nick, here's the podcast here happening on episode 67 plus 10, minus 1, episode 76. Are you happy <laughs> there it now? is. No. You? No. Talk to you next week. And the week after that, I'm at. Bye-bye! Bye-bye! Bye-bye!